whomever's listening, I am the Night Talker, a friend of contemplative dialogue that manages to sit quietly during the day, and when the day is done, he speaks. Would you think on these things? Several years ago, I was employed by the Older Americans Council in the Georgia area, and uh, I was a part of a, a senior citizen's work experience program. Brilliant woman uh, was in charge of of the program, and and uh, together we we collaborated. And I was young; she did the hard work, but I was present and a part of the process of uh, writing a grant uh, to. Hire the Older Worker, that was our campaign, and, and uh, I learned quite a bit about geriatrics and, and the White House Counseling on Aging at that time. We, 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 we're back now, we're back now. I won't say the dates because I'm not interested in dating myself for you at this point. But the idea was, was, was really powerful, and the, and the government gave us lots of money to do it. Oh, an eight-county district, and I enjoy working with senior citizens. And hire the Older Worker campaign, where we would allow for senior citizens uh, to work four hours a day, five days a week, without tampering with their Social Security benefits. And then it would be right up under the numbers so that they could have additional income and still have a sense of worth and still be productive and not set out into pasture uh, in their senior years. And I watched and worked hard with uh, senior citizens all over the county, seven, seven county district. Well, I was young. I was very young. I was in my... I was in my early 20s. I mean, like 21, 22, early 20s. But here's something that, that stuck in my mind as I watched the aging process and, and bumped heads with growing older from a young person's perspective. <laughs> you know, and I thought it sad. It was just saddening to me. And I would read about the way senior citizens were treated in other countries and and other parts of the world and how they were given such honor and, and because of their wisdom and their contribution and their, their, their support for societies growing and going beyond. And I thought, oh, wow, that's beautiful, that's beautiful. Not so in Western culture. As soon as you get a certain age, they start trying to prove you can't think and they try to prove you don't understand and then they want your stuff. <laughs> they want your car, your house, your land. You're incompetent, they put you out the past and they come check on you. <laughs> yeah. Listen to me, listen to me. Here's something in my own aging process. As I become, have become one of them. Listen, we're born and we're subject to our primary caregivers' decisions, totally dependent on them. They shape us, they make us who we are. And so that we end up with with ideologies and ways of thinking that are really not sourced in us, but either some resistance to what mom and dad or whoever our primary caregivers might have been, either there's a push away from them or an acceptance of, or we try to blend, but we're struggling with what's been programmed in us. And then as we break through and go out into society and other cultures, other pieces of the culture start to feed into our identity, we start to, we start to make the terrible mistakes and we ruin our lives, either fighting what, what mom and dad or primary caregivers did or 
<laughs> we find a resource that is so alien from them that it's a reaction to them, and we're worse off. And then we struggle throughout life trying to figure out what is what, who is what, why is what. And when we finally, finally come out of ourselves, it's at the dawning or on the heels of midlife. So I, I, I'm focused right here at this point. And I want to say to who's ever listening, you're responsible for your finish. You were set to behave the way you behaved in the middle. But the real responsibility now, I think, I'm just saying, I'm just thinking, I'm just meditating. I'm not telling you anything that you haven't probably considered and ran from. You got to close, baby. You got to finish what God started. Your senior years, your midlife to, 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 to your senior years is your chance to close it right. The responsibility was your parents. The midpiece was the, was the recklessness of your youth. But now, now it's time to finish and finish with dignity and finish with integrity. The tragedy of growing older is not growing wiser. To continue the spin and toilings of your youthful folly into a more sophisticated version of the same folly. Never to gain, never to expand, never to search, never to probe. Just holding ever so still on what you think satisfies you until you become the satisfied, unsatisfied person who now must face the fact that footsteps have gotten shorter. Yeah, despite how we move and how we think inwardly and what lies we tell ourselves, you're responsible for your finish. Some of us have reached very nice, bright age, and we're still mad about what happened when we were adolescents. <laughs> what daddy did, what mama didn't do, what auntie should have done, what Uncle Bob shouldn't have said to me then. Still now, I'm still mad, and I'm still angry about it. And I live my life with that anger manifesting itself so they won't do it to me again, but realizing, without realizing, rather, they didn't do it to you. You're doing it to you. <laughs> what they did to you, you could have ended. And you could have rewritten the plan. You could have re-devised re the system. You could have done more. But the foolishness of your youth would not allow. And now that you're resting in the serenity of your latter days, close this thing with dignity. And reach out outside of your pain and discover that pain is a tutor, a mentor, a guide. That's its usefulness. As a place of bondage, as a place of revenge, as a place of resistance, it is dangerous.
Don't call it till you see it, I say. Don't act like you know until it shows. Mm. That's a terrible way to approach. Anticipate. Anticipate what's about to go down. Understand the unraveling of the mistakes you made and how you managed to make the mistakes you made because you were programmed to make them. And when you could have deprogrammed yourself, you didn't know any better. But now in the serenity, in the ease of your existence, close this stain. Finish it. In a responsible, vibrant, exciting way. It's not about geography. It's not about money. It's about inner peace and consciousness. Close this thing. Close this thing like you're responsible. Close this thing like you recognize that, hey, look, life is life, and this is the hand I was dealt, and I'm going to play my highest card, and I'm going to go for broke. And if I should lose, I won't breathe the word of my loss. I'll just celebrate the fact that I played my boss. <laughs> Little spades talk if you do anything about playing cards, right? I'm just saying. Close this thing. Okay, so you set out to do some things and it didn't come to pass. And so, that doesn't mean you can't close with dignity. To have loved and lost is far better than never to have loved at all. What's a statement about crying over spilled milk? <laughs> I don't mean to be insensitive. I'm simply saying it's time you think about the days ahead. You want to close. You want it to be your closure. You want it to be the door you close, not the door someone else slammed on you. So when the day is done, the heart speaks to the mind, and the mind welcomes her thoughts too. <laughs> when there's a unity in the spirit, when there's a humbleness about pain, when there's an anticipation of the end, but not a grieving of your destiny. When you can awaken yourself to being awake, <laughs> being alert, I laugh, else I'll cry. And sometimes I go But we cry anyway, because we grow from it. But it is an awesome task to let a teardrop. <laughs> Let's close this thing. I just need two or three people. Let's just close this thing. And maybe we can leave a legacy of closure, and someone can go, you know, that guy said, that night-talking guy, the one that talks so much, he said, we're not responsible for how we got here. 
we may even be able to pawn off how we messed up being here on somebody else. But the closure belongs to us, the individual, to he that has journeyed to the end. Let the closure suggest the quality of your life and not the wreckage of never knowing and realizing that you are responsible at some point or another. <laughs> it's hard to judge and it's foolish not to. One's own life, I mean. <laughs> you have to make the assessment. You know, I got a whole lot of thoughts that I have and a lot of feelings that I have. And the major question is, how productive am I with those thoughts and feelings? Close this thing. Close it with dignity and integrity. Close it with power and close it with insight. But for God's sake, you close it. Do the right thing at the right time for a change in your life. Close it because it's yours to close. Close it because the commandment is on you. Close it because it's just right that you do it. Oh well, you think on these things. Listening is indeed a gift. Thinking is man's way of avoiding himself as he comes to know himself. Join in again next time. We'll see you then.